Thanks for tuning in to the new episode of Dodge Current Events. All right, so with this podcast, I'm trying something a little bit different. I have invited my good friend, Josie, to come on the podcast and give his feedback on the five topics that we have to discuss today. So, Josie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Dodge. All right, our first topic is while working at SRO at Berkeley High School. Um, so the officer name is Zedric Maurice Smalls, who is 50 years old. He was charged with four counts of second degree criminal sexual conduct with a minor. With one count of third degree criminal sexual conduct with a minor. Smalls is currently locked up at the Berkeley County Detention Center. Also denied bond on Monday night. Josie, tell me what you had to say about this topic. So when I first saw the topic, when I first saw it on Facebook and I got the alert, my first thing, my first, the first thing that came to mind was, okay, well, how long has this been going on and how could they let an SRO do this to another minor? So I sat and I dawned upon it. You know, I haven't seen any uh, feedback from the SRO as far as I haven't seen any feedback from the victim. Now, being that this victim is in high school, this victim is between I probably the ages 15 to 18, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. So, at this point, I'm trying to think, okay, well, she hasn't come out public, publicly to defend herself, and he hasn't came out to defend himself publicly. Now, this recently happened this month. He's He was arrested on, I believe, uh, what, that's last week? I believe, Dodge? Yeah, I think it was last week. Last week, okay, so at this point, denied bond. So I'm thinking, okay, well, he hasn't defended himself. You know, it, usually in these type of cases, they would have the comments that the that the victim said or the you know the other person said. I haven't seen neither or from neither party. So you have me wondering, okay, well, maybe this at this point they're just doing a he say she say, and at this point they're just thinking, okay, well, he's 50 years old. This is an innocent little girl. We don't know. Either sides, she could be lying, he could be lying. We don't know anything because nobody has can't come out publicly to defend themselves. If this young lady is really telling the truth about what happened and how, how you know how long has this been going on, we would have heard about it. At this point, this is a fifty-year-old man. I think the he's getting the most heat from it because of his age. Now he's an SRO. I'm pretty sure he's been an SRO for I don't know how long, but I'm pretty sure. In order for him to be SRO, he had to go to some type of background, you know, something like that in order to work in a school around a lot of kids. And for this to happen in that type of school, in that environment, they ha- I know there's cameras everywhere around. So we need to know, you know, what happened, when it happened, how it started, how he came on to her, how she came on to him. Like I said, we do not know either party's side. So therefore, they need to come out publicly and defend themselves. I see what you said, but the thing that gets to me is, like you said, he is an SRO. They do background checks when they get in positions like that. But, you know, they also sometimes, like, after they get in these positions or been in these positions for years, they have to do new things. So who's to say that he had a clean background before, but now, oh, he don't have to have a background check anymore. He's already in this position, so he can do kind of whatever he wants. Right. And that's why I, I, I was also thinking about something like that. You know, most of these positions are who you know. Now, 
And I thought about it. Now, if this was a position given upon who he knew, he wouldn't be in jail. That's what I think. Because if he knew somebody was going to miss a position, they would be fighting for him. At this point, this incident was just reported, and he's already put, slapped in jail, denied bond. So I'm thinking, like, you know, okay, so what's going on? How does all started? We need more information. We definitely need more information. They said um, that Smalls touched the minor inappropriately twice. They believe that it was around May 2021 and early June 2021. Uh, with that being said, Smalls has been fired from the department following an investigation into an inappropriate communication with the student. So I guess they're still, you know, investigating on what's going on. And when I get more news about that, we'll update you guys. So on to the next topic. The next topic is Vice President Harris visits South Carolina. So, Josie, how do you feel about Kamala Harris being Vice President? Well, I'm very happy, pleased, excited. Words can't explain. She's a, the first female black president of the United States, number one. So I feel very positive and happy about that. All right, so... Visit, she visited Greenville earlier on Monday, so Monday that just passed. Um, Harris was in the Palmetto State as part of the Biden Administrative Month of Action, which is aimed to get Americans vaccinated. Josie, have you been vaccinated? Yes, I got vaccinated already. I'm already vaccinated. Which vaccine did you take? My vaccine, I can't remember, but I can I have my card, a stick, whatever you want to call it. But did you do the two part or the one part? One. So you did Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, I didn't even know what's two part. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Josie. But well, so we did the same um vaccine because I did Johnson and Johnson when it first came out. And let me tell you, I was so scared because soon as I got my vaccine, that's when all those stories about the women's um eighteen I can't remember the other, the highest age, but they were getting blood clots and passing away from those blood clots. So I was just so nervous after getting my vaccine and it happened like the day after. So I was just so happy I didn't have to get a second dosage. I only get, the only reason I got it is because, you know, I'm like, okay, well, most of these hospitals are requiring that these nurses and doctors get the vaccine. I'm like, okay, well, none of them kicked yet. So I'm going to go ahead and get mine. (laughs) a good thing. You know, that the vaccine has its pros and cons, and I guess that's why, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris has been coming down here to share the pros, because everybody looked at the the wrong in it. Every vaccine has had a recall or of some sort, because like I said, the Johnson & Johnson was having dangerous blood clots. Um, I think when the Pfizer first came out, it had like a little recall on that one, too, and I'm pretty sure uh, Moderna had one as well, so it's just like, it's just to know your body, know the signs, ha- know the side effects, and to how to deal with them properly. So that's yeah. basically what Vice President Kamala Harris is trying to do here in South Carolina. That's why she came down. You know, they're trying to get every adult vaccinated. And even, you know, they got, they got the 12 to 15 olds getting vaccinated as well. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Really. Like, like basically, you know. It's for your, your, you know, you're saving your personal life. That's what she said. So basically, it's your decision whether you want to get it or not. It's not like she came down here forcing it. She basically came down here, you know, encouraging everyone to get it. 
Yeah, I quote from her. She says, part of getting the vaccine really is an extension of love thy neighbor. So basically, that's just basically piggybacking off of what we say. If mm-hmm. you if you want to, you know, not wear your mask in public and um, want to help others stay healthy, get vaccinated. It's just simple as that. I know everybody had, you know, their doubts about getting vaccinated when it first came out. Because, you know, I was the one that was like, oh, I'm never getting a vaccine. And look at me now. Like I said, people have their own personal reasons of why they exactly. want to get vaccinated. So if you are not vaccinated and thinking about it, just do your research. That's all I can tell you. Like I can say, mostly if you're looking to go on a vacation, like across the country, these countries are not letting you in without the vaccination. So if you think about going on a vacation for your honeymoon, for a wedding, get vaccinated. All right. So on to our next topic. The third topic is gas prices dropped slightly in South Carolina, but rise nationally. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I've been riding around the other day looking at all the gas prices, and let me tell you, I don't see a slight drop at all. Did you, Josie? I do not see a slight drop. Only thing I see is a slight raise from when I go from parts of the city. That's I feel like the other day I saw a gas price that was like two eighty nine. I was like, dang, that's almost three dollars. Yeah, and I'm, yes, I don't understand. I never really understood the raise of gas until you know I got up this age. So what I'm trying to figure out is, you know, you I mean, you go to North Charleston, then you go to West Ashley, then you go to James Island. The prices are different. You go to BP and you go to Kangaroo. The prices are different. I don't really understand the price change in these locations and in the name of the gas stations, but it's annoying. Well, according to Gas Buddy, it says South Carolina gas prices have fallen 1.9 cents per gallon in the last past week and are averaging at 2.77 per gallon as of Monday. Like I said, I was right around the other day, and I think the highest um, amount of um, gas that I saw was like 2.89. So that is definitely way off from what they're averaging at 277. Yeah, I mean, well, like, well, you know, we've seen the national average gas price continue to, you know, get higher as oil prices have reached 71 per barrel. The highest since 2018 as gasoline demand continues to rebound. It's a gas buddy head of petroleum analysis, Patrick DeHaan, says strong gasoline demand in states and cities reopen will likely continue to be a major factor keeping gas prices elevated even as oil production climbs in months ahead. With most additional supply being gobbled up very quickly, gas prices will likely stay elevated levels for the foreseeable future. Motorists can continue to fight the high gas prices by remembering to shop around each time they get below half a tank. But my thing is didn't they get their money back from that little cyber attack thing when the gas prices first had risen? They did. I did. Okay, so I'm still trying to figure out why have prices. I can see if it's like still a little bit high, but they're like high, high. They're like I said, almost three dollars. So I could see if it was like two fifty something. It's still up in two seventy seven. So that's still a little bit too high for me. Hopefully yeah, it goes down soon. Hopefully, and then you know some people don't even use regular gas, so you got to think about that. Some people use premium. Some people use diesel. That's even and those higher. are really over three dollars. Yes. Yeah. Four dollars. Yeah. So I would think you know I would I would hope South Carolina gas prices go down as soon as possible. 
If it doesn't, I can see I'm not gonna be moving my car only to go to work. <laughs> I won't be moving mine at all. Get a car to bypass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the next topic. This topic was a little strange to me because, like, well, let me just read the caption. It says, "Pregnant woman forced to wait an hour." for ambulance after car crash. So, okay, what's the first thing you think of when you read that caption, Josie? The first thing, well, when I, I actually heard about that, the first thing I thought when I heard about that was this. Okay, well, how long do women actually stay in labor? And if, if you know, if it was an emergency, you know, birth, she could have already had the kid, the baby around that time frame waiting for the ambulance. Okay, it says a pregnant woman from Virginia says she waited for an hour for paramedics to arrive after she was evolving a car crash because every ambulance in the city was busy at the time. So do you think if we had more, you know, help with, like, the paramedics that she would have been okay? Well, what I want to know is, first of all, there's no why 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 is she it's more than just one paramedic in the state of Virginia. I mean, if you go to a hospital here in Charleston, South Carolina, it's like four paramedics parked up front. If you go to another hospital, Rupert St. Francis, it's like five parked up front. Why does she have to wait a whole hour before seeing another whole paramedic truck? So, do you think it's a shortage on help for paramedics? I wouldn't even call it a shortage on help. I would just, I I wouldn't even know what to call it. Because first of all, if it's a wreck, you know, I can see if you know it's. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know how to explain it because I mean, you got a pregnant woman. Now it says that you know, uh, some, uh, um, a lady helped her. Now me personally, it's a wreck. I would have taken her out the car and drove her to the hospital myself because I was I would not have allowed her to wait a whole another hour for paramedics, and then she's you know she's about to give birth, so I mean it was a three car 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 crash in Richmond, Virginia, in the intersection that was last Saturday. She was delivering food for grandpa when she saw the mother Latonya Thornton getting out of her wrecked car. Now the lady that was helping her used to be a medical assistant, and it was told by her teacher back in two thousand and nine that if you see an accident. You have to stop. And that's just the type of person I am. That's what she said. Uh, Thornton said she was injured when the driver ran a red light and hit her car. Richmond Fire arrived. I guess the fire department arrived on the scene within seven minutes and requested an ambulance. Ronaldson said waiting with Thornton and her family, her young children were in the car at the time also, and her mother rushed to the scene. For the ambulance broadcasting the incident on Facebook Live, she and Thornton's family were worried they would further injure the mother if they transferred her themselves. So now, I got a question. Mm-hmm. If the fire trucks were already on the scene, I'm pretty sure they're somewhat qualified enough to help in instances like this if an ambulance is not available, right? Yes. Now, I, now I do know that uh, when you're in that type of field, which is, you know, paramedics, fire department, police officers, it's some type of training that comes in between all of that, where it's, you know, matter of life or death, uh, woman giving birth, basically, you know, real life situations, you know how to handle it. Now, if a paramedic was requested, why is it taking the paramedics this long to get it? First of all, 
uh, paramedics was requested for the accident and the paramedics was requested for the woman that was also pregnant. So, granted, it was a three-car wreck. The woman that was pregnant, I feel as though, you know, she should have been given the more attention. And she had her kids in the car. Well, let's you know, go into labor that accident because she was 37 weeks pregnant. You supposed to go up to 40. So, she checking her to go into labor. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, so I'm glad she's okay. Uh yeah, but the it was a, they, they need to get that together. Yeah, they were um they say that I think three units were responding to the priority one calls for patients suffering from life threatening injuries and five were en route already at the hospital with patients. So that could be a reason because it's it was five ambulance trucks already en route to the hospital with other patients. Now you have, you're in Richmond, Virginia. This is a big city. There's no way you only have five ambulances. Not in the whole county. Or in the city. No, there's no, there's no possible way. I feel as though she should have been taken too much quicker than that. Well, hopefully this serves as a lesson to uh, Richmond to, you know, get some more help when things like this happen because it could have taken time for the worst, but luckily it did. Yes. So our next topic is 19-year-old prayed as he was kneed on by officer and confrontation over vaping. So do you see a big issue with vaping nowadays? I don't see an issue with vaping at all. Most of those kids who get vapes, some of them have nicotine in them. Some of them just do it because of the smoke and the big clouds that you can make with the vape and then the flavor. Those vapes aren't necessarily used for uh, nicotine, uh, weed. As far I mean, as, as you get older, you get stuff like that. But for those kids that are using it, like the 19 year olds, they get it for the flavor and you know the, the smoke clouds. Now, for an officer to knee on his on him just because he was vaping, there's something totally wrong with that. All right, so a black 19 year old says he prayed for protection as he was repeatedly. Repeatedly need on by a police officer on Maryland's Beach Towns boardwalk during a videotape conversation that began over vaping. My thing is, we are already at a race war, and I think we're still going to be at this race for, war for a while just because of things like this. We are tired of getting our next need on. Like, how much for them to not basically treat us like dogs? And the good thing that this 19 year old said. As he prayed, that's all you really can do when you're in a situation like that. Because what what else could you do? Fight the police to get shot? I mean, um, you know, people say come. I, I, me personally, the race war never ended. You know, we've had, we've we've had it uh, decreased in percentage. You know, we've come together more. You know, stuff like that, but it never ended. Now. Me personally, if I was, you know, if my friend was getting need on by a pool, there's no telling what you would. I mean, people are different. Me personally, I'm not gonna sit there and record. And you know, you 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 know, you record these videos and you post it on Facebook. You make it go viral. The only thing that's being done is the police officer getting bashed in comments. Nine times out of ten, the police officers are still going to have their job. 
they're still going to be driving around eating donuts. Uh, they're still going to be getting a paycheck to feed their family. They, see, they don't really care about you. So, I mean, it's about so much you can do, but that doesn't mean don't do anything. Now, what he was doing, he was praying. Now, to each his own. I mean, I, I mean, there's no, no telling what you're going to do. Like I said, everyone's different. Me personally, I had to knock his ass off my friend. And he <laughs> don't have for baby. I don't play that. I, I, you know, I don't play that. Um, it's it's crazy. Not, and not I'm not saying every police officer is the same. Every police officer is different. But if these police officers that are so called, you know, for us and not against us, you got, you know, they need to talk to their fellow coworkers about how they go about things. How, uh, you know, like their temper. You know, you you hurting a child. I've seen a lot of videos where these police officers are slamming little kids on the floor. Now, granted. These you have some little kids that are very disrespectful and rude. Um, they have no manners, but that still doesn't give you the right to hurt that child, slam them, lock them up, exactly, stop them from breathing, injure them, you know, make them scared of you. I mean, if you're, if you're here to protect and serve us, you don't need to do that at all. And then you know you have black police officers that are on the force. At the end of the day, those black police officers that are on the force, they still got they still have a paycheck. They still got to feed their family. So, you know, they have to still watch what they say. But that's why I said these, we need more black men and women in the court system or the police force. We need them in higher positions. We already had our black president, and now we have a black vice president. This exactly. Is, this is just the beginning of a new of a new era for us black African Americans. All right. So the nineteen year old name was Brian Anderson. This officer had approached Anderson and his friends because vaping is prohibited on Ocean City Walk City Boardwalk. He and three others were arrested after police said they engaged in disorderly conduct and resisted arrest. The confrontation is one of the two captured on video that had prompted calls from officials to police to investigate and re reevaluate use of force in such situations. So basically, like we were saying, they can use force, but does it necessarily have to be slamming, kneeing, teasing, or shooting? It doesn't have to be. If, you, if I can be honest with you, if the person, like, if the child isn't resisting arrest, there shouldn't be no reason for you to get aggressive with the child, number one, or the teen, or whatever. If you, first of all, when you go to arrest someone, you were reading their rights. All you have to do is say, sir, you know, put your hand, put your hand behind your back. You're being, you're being arrested. You know, you're reading their rights. You put them in the car. As far as the punishment is concerned, not physical punishment, but punishment, that's up to the judge. The, the person doesn't need to be beaten or tased or shot at before going to the judge. If that's the case, what are you here for? Well, they're reevaluating re the use of the force, and hopefully they reevaluate it so that that much force can't be used. So like I said, when we get an update on that situation, we'll update you guys. Before we end this podcast today, I just want to take the time to remember Charleston 9, because tomorrow will mark the 14th anniversary of the fire at the Super 
the Super Sofa store that happened 14 nine of the firefighters that were trying to fight the flame. We lost Lewis, Moakley, Billy Hutchison, Mike French, Brandon Thompson, Melvin Champagne, Mark Kinsley, and Brad Biddy. 14 years is a long time. But we'll never forget the Charleston Eye. Thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast and catch me next week. Mm-hmm.